Hello and welcome to episode 27 of Dropped Off Sides. I'm with Tico Nenzo. My name is Keith. And we are here. We had some fun games this week, don't you guys think? Yeah, I think so. What was your favorite game? Uh, you know what? The uh, Newcastle Forest game was good. 3-2. Yeah. Banging game. That was a good one. What about you, Tico? Uh, that was a good game. I enjoyed the Manchester United game as well. Uh, it seemed like it was one of those where uh, Villa might come back and win it again, but... United, pull it out their ass again. Bro, Villa looked good, man. They just couldn't finish. <laughs> they dominated yeah. the game. They dominated. I got to say, the uh, I thought you were going to say this one, but Enzo, but I'll say it. It's the Tottenham Brighton 2-1. I thought that was a pretty exciting and dying minutes game. Oh, you, you know, you know it's just Tottenham... not enjoyable for you. but No, it was torture. <laughs> but it's torture, like yeah. Tottenham have given up the most points in the league in injury time and actually got the most points in injury time in the league. Which is, yeah. I guess, you know, eh, something. Something. Yeah, I mean, that's how Chelsea felt today. I mean, the 3 1 win, but two goals scored in extra time. Absolutely. So down 1 0 at halftime. That was torture as well. Yeah. You know, I don't feel, I didn't feel great after that game. And I, know, I think Arsenal fans have a lot to celebrate. Um, we were getting a little bit of stick from some fans for talking too much trash on Arsenal. Yeah, they're not the other league. They're, they're one of the leagues that we are in. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> They're just careless about it. Arsenal's good. I mean, just so much, such such controlled performances, right? The last two. Yeah, but let's let's be honest. We don't bash on Arsenal. We've said they've got the best defense in the league. We say, yeah, they look good. They're in the race. They're they're part of the three horse race right now. We we yeah. haven't said they look bad. I'm just saying. Remember, remember, you got a Tottenham fan, a Chelsea fan here. Both teams in London. We're not going to go over the top here. It's not an Arsenal yeah. fucking podcast. Fair yeah, enough. I don't have an Arsenal fan here. Yeah, <laughs> we do. We have a half an Arsenal fan. I think I would be a little less critical of uh, Arsenal if Martinelli was scoring more goals. But I'd be a little less critical. <laughs> yeah, you haven't that, got, that's really no, I don't know. I, I like knowing worth something. I got something for you about that, Keith. You do? Oh yeah, you want a midfielder, yeah. don't you? Yeah, I got you. No, 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 not a trade wise. In the later segment, he'll come up again. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh God. Okay, but speaking it's... of that, should we pop into Suds and Duds, guys? Let's get yeah. into it. All right, first one on here, proper Chelsea, London lad, Connor Gallagher. 31 points. He was projected to only have 8.9. Uh, obviously, he had the two goals, both of them in uh, extra time. And it was his first double-digit scoring game since December one 16th. One in extra time. One in, that, one, one in the beginning of the first half. Or beginning of the second half, one in extra time. Oh, that's right, yeah. And yes, first double-digit uh, scoring game since December 16th. So it's been almost two months. He needed that, Enzo, huh? Yeah, I need that. We look. Don't get wrong. I know you said double digits, but he hasn't been given duds either. He's been doing pretty well. I know he's had a couple, two points, three points, but he's had some sevens and eights that have helped me get on. But like Tico said, it's his first two goals of the season, and he got him in the same game. He, he was attacking more this game. Definitely was. He scored midweek against Villa too, and it was a very similar to these two goals as well, where it was like arriving, arriving late in the box. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did a lot for Palace when he scored like, did he score like nine goals for them in the league that year that he was for, with Palace? Yeah, Unload. something like that. So, like, yeah, I think maybe it's just they're figuring out that that's where he can kind of be, be dangerous. And he wasn't maybe doing that previously because he was being told not to or, you know, wasn't being told to. But there's definitely something happening there with him arriving late in the box and then looking for him to arrive late in the box. Because a lot, all three of his goals were kind of similar in that sense, you know? Yeah. But good for him. I mean, if he's someone that's, if he's going to add goals and assists to his game and he was his game without goals and assists, he was averaging around like, what, eight, nine points a game? That's going to be, he's going to, he's going to make that trade even very worth it for you, Enzo, because you traded for Gallagher and Son. You traded Solid for Gallagher and Son. Is that correct? I did. And it's working out. 
it's working out for them, but I'm, not, I'm still missing a player, so I haven't been winning too many games. I've dropped down yeah. the table a little bit. Yeah, but but Son might be Son's coming back, and and Salah Salah might be out for another month. I heard today, or is that was that just someone taking the piss in our league? I I think someone's just taking the piss, mate. That's Sergey. Who do you expect? That's true. Fake news. Fake news. Okay. Were you were you gonna say something, Tika? Oh no, I was just gonna point out. Uh, as you guys mentioned, Gallagher for the year, he's been averaging 9.5, which is very good for a team who's middle of the table. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think for a middle of the table team, there's a few Chelsea players that are uh, pretty desirable. Cole Palmer. All right, moving on. Sergio Regulon, uh, now of Brentford. So we talked about him last week. Uh, that's someone you should keep an eye out for. And he came in with 24.25 points. Projected to only have 5.29, so a uh, huge, like, exceeded expectation. He had that one assist, and he's still only rostered on 32% on fan track. So we talked about it last week. There's definitely value in, uh, in adding Sergio. Yeah, sneak peek, sneak peek. We'll talk about him on waivers, too. But, yeah, we talked about it last week. I think that he's just he's a good attacking fullback. And if on a Bedford team that looks like they're starting to click a little more with Tony back, they've just looked a little more, like, cohesive. You know, they haven't looked that threatening since Memo was got injured so it's good like there's these pieces that are coming together and he seems like he can really benefit from the, the attacking options they have yeah they've got players coming back from AFCON too so that's only going to help him absolutely well Wiss is on his way back or should be back yeah so good I think he's definitely worth looking at he should be definitely uh, be getting picked up and who's who do we have on the honorable mention over here or who's this next one it's a uh, Muniz Rodrigo Muniz Carvalho yeah, he got the start for uh, Fulham, uh, played a striker up top, and he had 23.5 points, only rostered at 6%. Uh, I think he had two goals uh, for them. I think he scored last game week as well. So pretty much they brought Broha in. They got rid of... Um, Vinicius. They got rid of Vinicius, and Muniz started scoring. And so he's keeping Broha out of the out of the team, which is, you know, good for him. Don't really know too much about him. I, I, didn't, really, I didn't watch the game, but... Fulham's kind of weird. Like, some games, you know, like, they've had a few, like, 5-0, like, just absolute drummings of teams and they have a few where they just like look like they can't find they can't buy an attacking like position you know so it's a, they're a little weird they're a little hard for me to like judge so i don't know i don't know how great i feel about about him i'm not like i'm not like jumping at the jumping at him personally how do you guys feel yes it's a risk it's a risk man it's a risk there's so many strikers out there now yeah it's a risk it's a risk especially a team who's been very inconsistent and it's not like like you mentioned it's not like they play bad against good teams and good against bad teams it's just been very inconsistent doesn't matter who the opponent is i think it's more them than the team they're playing totally all right then who who are the uh, honorable mentions for studs so we had a couple of very high scoring arsenal players so i didn't want to include them so i just grouped everyone together so they had the 6-0 win they had 10 players in double digit scoring five of them had over 20 points wow. and two of them had over 30 points there was only one starter that had single-digit scoring, and it was Martinelli. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you serious? So of all the players, only one had single-digit is Martinelli. Wow. From the starters. Oh, yeah. my God. That's that's actually an amazing stat. Wait, Kai Havertz had double digits. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I wow. think it was like an 11. They scored 11. six goals. It's almost impossible not to have double digits. Well, um, come on, mate. What did he have the last game when they won? Was it four, with four goals? 4-1 four or whatever it was? And he had like... He had like 0. 0.5 or something. Yeah, some shit. Well, no, he had zero. He had zero, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, the two I mean... players, two players over 30, was that Rice and Saka, I'm assuming? Uh, yeah. 
how, an older guy must have been pretty close too. He must have been. In I the think high it was 20s. like high twenties. Yeah. Uh, bloody hell! Man, wow. yeah, Rice had game. Rice had two assists in a goal. Yes, he did against his old club. Yeah, well, I yeah, I played against two Arsenal players, so um, that propelled such you know, a frustrating well. that. <laughs> you know, all too well. How do you yep. guys feel about uh, players celebrating against their old club? Are you against it? Are you for it? It depends. In I my think it opinion. depends too. I agree. Like Declan Rice was there for a long time. Well, last time they played Arsenal, I'm pretty sure they were trying some shit about Declan Rice that you could have him. I would have fucking uh, celebrated. So yeah. I I really don't care. Uh, if you want to celebrate, whatever, celebrate, who cares? Uh, and if you want to show respect. But recently, Morata has been scoring against Real Madrid and, and he celebrates like he won the World Cup, but it's been driving me crazy. <laughs> I'm not but really I, this person, but I think it's because of his Morata. It's his face, that hair, and how he sucks everywhere he goes. Yeah, it just pissed it's, me off. Yeah, he's best, a very punchable, punchable player. Right the there. best one I've ever seen was Adebayo when he scored oh, against yeah. Arsenal. Oh, when he, he, when he ran the whole fucking pitch to the fucking away fans just to celebrate yeah. in front of their faces. That was, that was, I mean, that's iconic. Um, I was The only reason I'm asking, too, is because Conor Gallagher spent a year at Palace, and that year kind of propelled him to be like, oh, this guy's a legit Premier League player. But then he scored a that winner against them, and he ran into the celebrated with the fan, ran into the fans that celebrated the crowd. But he's been at Chelsea since he was a kid. So I was like, say, yeah, so he's, like, on, yeah. he's on loan, right? It was just on loan. He's on loan, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I think it's also when you score like a winner, as well, yeah, to, like, I can't you even score like a random goal. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm kind of with it. I think we're all kind of aligned. Okay, let's move over to Duds. First name on here, a guy that I have in one of my teams, so I didn't love this. Uh, James Ward Prowse. Yeah, uh, only half a point projected uh, to get seventeen point five three, and it was just a bad day for. Everyone associated with Arsenal West Ham. Yeah, he was playing more forward this game. So at the beginning of the game, you thought he's going to get a good showing because he was playing right behind uh, Bowen. But he just couldn't get hold of the ball, man. Arsenal were passing that ball around with ease in the first half. They're lucky it wasn't more because they really took their... They sort of took their foot off the gas and were just poking around after that. It was kind of funny because I was deciding between starting Kudus or James Ward-Prowse. And it was like, I guess it, did, it ended up not really mattering, but I thought it was like, oh, like Kudus might not get any touches at all. Where James Ward Prowse, like maybe we'll get some touches, like, you know, trying to keep possession or some, some defensive points for tackles and stuff. He didn't even, I don't even think he like touched the ball much. Like it, he had like no, he had like no engaged interaction whatsoever. It was wild. Yeah. I, I watched the highlights and you know, I've come to think of it. I didn't really see his name pop up too often. Yeah. So. That was a tough one. I mean, but he also, when you look at his games, the, Previous few games have been pretty high scoring games, so I think it's one of those you just take it on the back and you keep going. Yeah, nothing to worry about. Uh, I don't next think. One. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. You don't think? I don't think West Ham's going to do any better than they. They're going to be. That's where they're going to be. Are you worried about uh, with Moyes there? And then like it seemed like they were kind of giving up by the end of that game. I'm not giving up on Moyes. Moyes is a good manager. Um, you know, he's a decent manager. He's done well with that team. You know, he's done better with that team than anyone else has. Um, he, they did good with the money they got for Declan Rice. I think they're still in rebuild mode for that. So they're going to transition. I think with without Paqueta was was key. They haven't had Paqueta for a couple of games, and he pulls the string. So once he comes back, I think they'll be fine. Well, but it's also losing like that at home. The fans were walking. I don't know if you guys saw it at the halftime. A lot of people left. Uh, well, Look, doesn't matter what team you play for. You're losing four, five nil half time. They're going to start walking. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Again, that doesn't bother me. I mean, I, it's your ticket. You can do what you want. If you want to leave, you can leave. Yeah. Okay. Next one here, Purvis Estupian. 
From Brighton. Close to my heart, I, uh, he was on one of my teams. Negative three points. Uh, he was projected to a 7.35. We thought this would be a high-scoring game, that we would see more goals. So I was expecting the negative points for him uh, to come along with the goals given, but he contributed nothing to the game, and I think he was taken off at halftime. Uh, yeah, he was getting no joy. He was getting no joy in everyone's life. Such a big drop-off just in, in every aspect. So he didn't, he didn't even start the last game. In this game, he's, you know, he's getting pulled at half. This is like... Well, the last game was the one where they played twice in uh, within a week. So um, I think they arrested him because he's coming off of an injury. So th they didn't want to start him. Ever since he's been back, yeah, I think he's only had one decent game. Uh, he's, he hasn't been the same player. Good drop. Good drop on my call. There's like a trap. Took up someone else's bench spot. Keith, he tried trading for him. Like recently, like a week ago, he tried trading for him. <laughs> I would um, I would probably try trading for him still. I still think he's a good player. I, I still like, I think, right. I still like want to believe that Brighton's going to, be better than they have been sometimes you gotta you gotta trade for people when they're at their lowest right yeah you gotta you gotta take that chance if you're gonna take a chance yeah so super young might be one where i'd be willing to take that chance so, i mean he's he did have that injury he's had some stuff going on so i feel like get him in a rhythm you never know no you never know but yeah but there's a good player there but yeah it hasn't been pretty recently okay the next name on here Nico Jackson of Chelsea. Another player on my team. Uh, he had negative 2.5 points versus projected of 10.78. Uh, we talked about it last week that he might actually get a start on the left wing, which he did, and he was a starter, in, I think, uh, in place of uh, Raheem Sterling. So I didn't watch this game, but a negative 2.5 uh, points, not good. Yeah, he was just kind of not really present. Like, I watched this game today. He just wasn't really, like, super involved. They had him kind of, like, playing up top and coming off the left a little bit. And then the second half, they changed the formation, and him and Nkuku were kind of up top together, almost in, like, a, in a two. And But either, both both of those situations, he just, there wasn't much going on. Mm. But it's tough, though, because in midweek, when he, they played against Villa, he looked, like, sensational. So it's really hard to know. I mean, I guess it's kind of just a Chelsea issue a lot of times. Like, you just, some days they show up, some days they don't. And sometimes you just kind of, kind of, Ride the lightning. I still think ultimately he's a good player, and I think he's only improved as the years got gone on. I think he's only he's only improved. So I kind of back him to only get better. I wonder why. No, I I don't think it's a Chelsea. Like I I'm not like I don't think it's a biased thing. I think he's just he's gotten better as as the games have gone on. He's like coming off. He's coming off the left wing, which is a little more interesting. Potts talked. I actually thinks that's his stronger position. I don't know. I just think there's something there. I think for him, it's just playing time. Yeah, I hear you. Um, it just seemed that when Sterling came on, he made an instant impact off that Today? left. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's going to sway Poch. He's been, you know, Poch changes things up so much in that team. He's still trying to find his, his best 11. I think totally. he's got a few, few players in there that he, he trusts, obviously, but he's still trying to find the best formation, best best 11 for this team. He's got to, just got to give him time. He's still got his, his job after this win, so he's got to just keep on going. A better really? manager would have figured it out by now. Oh my god! Oh my god. Let's, let's let's move on before he goes off. Honorable mention: just the West Ham team. They all just were terrible. We obviously talked about James Ward-Prowse, but like Kufal yeah. was like negative points. Uh, Zuma, if you had him, was like negative. Almost negative ten. Yeah. They had some people with negative points, and if you combine all of their players, they're like a negative twenty. Goddamn. Yeah, it was a bad day. A bad day for West Ham. I mean, I had, I think I had three West Ham players against you. Um, no, I had two West Ham players against you, Enzo. And so that yeah. that a big part of why I lost that this week was those West Ham players. Yep. 
So fuck you, David Weiss. <laughs> All right. Uh, Moving on to game week, like some of the games from the week, or just kind of just general things that happened. The first thing I wanted to chat about was that City Everton game. I actually thought Everton looked pretty good for a big chunk of that game. Yep. And you know to hear Enzo, I think once KDB came on, it's like you felt like everything just kind of changed. Like the yeah. it almost looked like players were waiting for him to do something. You know, it's like it's like it's a weird analogy, but you know, how in like Dragon Ball Z, like Goku's fighting and he's fighting just regular. Then all of a sudden, he goes Super Saiyan. Of course, that's what that was. KDB, him coming on was was Man City going Super Saiyan, and that was it. Yeah. So I mean. When you have the two, arguably the two best players in the league in KDB and Holland, and you just like, you're going to just, you're going to win those games. You're going to win those games no matter how good the other team is, you know? It's just hard to lose games when you have those guys. He's just all over the pitch. KDB, it, I don't know what position he plays anymore. It's the left, the right, down the middle, doesn't matter. Gets the ball at his feet, he makes something happen. He's, he's a scary player. He plays whatever he wants to play. Yep. You know? Free range. Yeah, but I mean, also Holland looked really good. I mean, just good chances, finished them, just dominant. He's back to back to being his best. Well, Holland's going to get the ball exactly where he wants it now with KDV. So I think he's going to be maybe not score more goals, but more efficient. Like Prof. he's not going to, yeah. Anything that's a half volley or a volley from Holland, it. it's fucking in. You're not fucking saving that. What is that, like 120 miles per hour? I don't know what the fuck it is. I mean, also, I mean, the way he just shrugged off brain threat too. Oh my god! I mean, feel bad for the kid. That guy, that guy's like eighteen years old and just like got bodied by Holland. He's He's gonna break break all the records, right? Who Holland? Yeah. Oh yeah. If he stays, if he stays. Yeah. If he stays, but he's gonna probably. No, 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 I'm not talking about in city. Like, I'm not talking about the Premier League. Just all time general. Yeah. I mean, it's all about health with him. It is because right. he was out what for like a month. Yeah, like he had a, he had a lot of health issues at Dortmund prior to this too. So, but this is like he scored a lot of goals at Dortmund. Don't get me wrong, but last season was a different thing. And even yeah, this season, was, he was from a different like, planet. Last season. Imagine being out for a month and then coming back from being out for a month and still being the top goal scorer in the league. When he eventually moves to La Liga, he's going to score a lot more. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's a fucking true. slow league. It's a farmers league. All right, move it on. Not a farmers league. Uh, moving on i don't want to get into this argument so that brighton spurs game i think the most noteworthy thing in that is that son came on and had an assist yeah there the other kind of noteworthy things was uh brendan johnson i think he's a really interesting player to me because he he came he came on he didn't do anything the whole like the whole time he was on then he scored that goal no you know to win it but other than that like he was pretty like i don't really like him as a fantasy asset especially now and everything you know. He's gonna be, he's gonna be fine with Kulisevsky, um, but he's had these games where he'll score, but he's literally a passenger during the whole game. Yeah, for a lot of it, for a lot of it, like that goal was very similar to the one that Werner gave him a couple games yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. But even in that game, he's he's like he doesn't have any belief in his yeah. ability down that right wing, and we're playing him on the right wing now, which is his best position, and he just doesn't seem to be executing. The other no really things in this game. Oh, sorry, Tico, what were you gonna say? No, I was just going to ask uh, how uh, Richarlison looked when Son came up. You know what? Richarlison looked good this game. Yeah. I mean, he, he kind of he created that chance for Son. He, they combined really well in the lead-up mm-hmm. to that chance. 
yeah, he obviously doesn't get any points for that. But like from my perspective, I was like, oh, that's great. Like the, the way they're interplaying was great. Uh, I thought Werner looked pretty good in moments. He, did, he was very Werner-esque where, you know, he just does, he like runs full speed at someone and then like they, they just take the ball away. But sometimes he gets by him, by him, you know? <laughs> this sometimes is it, that pass to that second, that final ball sometimes is not the best from him. But, so, but. Look, look, I've said this. I don't, we're not in the title race. I know they say we are. I know Andrew says, look, definition we're in a title race i don't think we're in the title race i think it's a three horse race at the moment i think man c is going to win it but if you look at this Tottenham team now with the players that we added in january we now have a, our bench actually looks quite formidable depending on who we're playing i think we got some more depth i think we'll we'll challenge for top four and i'd love to have top four yeah the only other thing to talk about this game is uh, on the brighton side uh, adingra is coming back which is exciting uh, Pascal mm -hmm. Gross seems like he's the next guy if Jao Pedro's not in the team. He's, he's the guy that takes the penalty kicks, which is only only adds more value to Pascal Gross, who's been phenomenal this year. As we talked about Estupian being poor, I think the striker situation is still a little funky there. You know, Ferguson, Waltback, you know, who is that person that's going to be in that spot? No one's really... Matoma still doesn't look like he's at his best. Yeah, he's back at least, though. I think this is his but first start I, in the league. But yep. I thought I was having his way with the Tottenham team. He was he was bossing it. He had a couple of good runs, but it's, you know how when, at the beginning of the season where when he made that run and he broke into the box and it was scary. Yeah, it's not he's there. Not, he, he's not, it's not there at the moment. But he is, he is making something happen on that left. Yeah, I think he'll kind of grow into it, hopefully. Okay, next one. Moving on here. Just really briefly, just this Luton 1, Sheffield 3. The only thing I want to talk about is Luton in the fact that they went so many games scoring a lot of goals and everyone started like over... I think people started over-expecting from them, thinking that they were just going to be scoring goals every game. And I think it's that's not the case. I, I'm not I'm not saying like Luton next week aren't maybe going to score a few goals, but they're playing Man United. Like I would bet for them to lose pretty handily i think people were getting a little too carried away with like luton as this like attacking force i still think i still think their players are are more relevant than the other bottom three in that bottom four besides evan um they're more relevant than sheffield and burnley don't get wrong this is this is sheffield's first win away in the league uh but it's against luton who's part of that relegation race so it was going to go either way I, I did have luton to win this game i still think adebayo or ben a Carl Morris, if he gets a penalty, is going to be, you know, very attainable. And obviously, Ross Barkley. Yeah, no. From the bottom teams, Luton has the only fantasy out. Okay. Um, then talking on Newcastle, scoring three goals, two from Bruno, Bruno Guimaraes, who's been a little underwhelming in parts of the season, but today he was pretty phenomenal. Other than that, I think this is a good note here. Just about, I kind of saw the same thing. Burn was just getting absolutely demolished by Anthony Alenga in this game. I think Burns. I think Burn as an asset is like no longer super viable. I still he's not delivering that lot much. No, and I think play like I think in the last game too, when he played, he got burned on the wing. It's because they're they're trying to they're finding that he's not fast enough. You put a ball and you give it one on one, he's not. It's not fifty fifty. He could lose that and they could break through. Yeah. So maybe it's time for Livermano. So maybe give him a chance. Awodi, I thought, had some good moments, but, you know, normally he, he gets a goal in games like this, and he didn't, which was obviously disappointing. Though I will say it was nice to see Alenga get a goal, and it was nice to see uh, Gibbs-White an assist. We talked, he was on the duds last week, so we were talking about how he really needed to show up, and he did. So good for him. Uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi, goals in the last few games. It was a deflection, but it was still good, cut inside from the left. You know, Trump went, was going for that far corner and got a nice little deflection. Three goals in the last four four starts for them, or the last four appearances for them. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, there's definitely worse options 
But yeah, I you just again like kind of we talk we make we joke about it, but it doesn't feel great picking up other than like Gibbs White, Elanga, Awoni. Like I think he's like kind of fringy. It's hard to feel super great about that pickup. Yeah. Other than that, um, Liverpool three, Burnley one. Uh, Trent got an assist and then picked up an injury. Do we? Have, do you guys have any clue how uh, long Trent that is? No, I, I did read something up today. Klopp says they're, they're still looking at it. It looks like he uh, got his foot stuck in the ground and re-aggravated it. But that only means one thing. Was it Connor Bradley? He should be picked up. Oh, yeah. If he's not already, he should absolutely. Yeah. So the goals were from Luis Diaz, Nunez, and Jota all scored. Jota, good to see your attacking player score. And I think we kind of had it. We were hoping uh, Nunez, to see Nunez get a goal. So we were happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you have a question? Trade high or keep? Are you, are you thinking that one of these guys is going to start missing out pretty severely? Yeah, you know, look, Salah's out for, what, a little bit? He's what, yeah, for at least another week or so. So he might miss at least two games. Do you try to trade high? Obviously, I, I, out of these, I wouldn't trade Nunez, obviously. That's the one I, I probably wouldn't trade. But Diaz and Jota? I would think about get, trading. Yeah, I think about trading, try to get something out. If you need a midfielder or whatever you might need, or maybe a couple of good defenders because... You know, defenders are hard to come by. I, I think about it. I, I think that's actually a pretty good shout. I think there's just going to be a little bit more rotation there, especially because Jota scoring and Jota playing well to me doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to have a starting role, but just means that he might take Diaz's role sometimes. Like that, that yeah. might just be more. There might be more rotation there than there was probably previously. Great. So just we talked about it a little bit, but that Arsenal just absolute demoing of of West Ham. Yeah, I think that they are really making a strong case that they are going to be title that they are going to be title challengers. I think even though they're you know they still have to play City, they still have to play you know they still have to play they still have some big games, but they got you know they definitely have like showed a lot of control. That win against Liverpool was really impressive for me, and then the following that up by a six zero hammering of a of a good West Ham team. There's something there. They're looking good, man. They're looking good. It's um. You know, Saka's firing off. If uh, Odegaard's starting to play some of his best football, that's um, the key for me. I think Odegaard, yeah. Odegaard can play well, and then he, I think he activates that whole the whole rest of that team. I agree. I think even Trossard scoring that was a good bloody goal that he had. I think getting him more involved and finding out that he is one of the answers to have up front. Um, I think they they're formidable. Their defense, Saliba and Gabriel, are probably two of the best. I think Gabriel's actually been playing better than Saliba this season but if you're honest the only thing you gotta really worry about is that left back but you know with what's his name White it's not bad man it's not a bad defense Lucheco's not that bad he's pretty bad mate. he's a little susceptible defensively I think you know, he's yeah. all, he's good going forward which is what we care about in fantasy a little bit but the, the worst part for me about this game was uh, I have Gabriel Jesus and he was injured so he <laughs> could not partake in this uh, 6-0 drawing do you think that when he comes back that he is automatically going to start start this team or do you think they've kind of started to find this new kind of formula without him because eyes just got really big they shouldn't they shouldn't even bring like take him off the can him come off the bench don't 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 change it if it ain't broken don't fix it they finally found some momentum let them keep it going with the team they've got no you absolutely start him who, you, who would you take out mate who would you take out for gabriel jesus in that team right now the havards fuck no what are you, talk- you you don't even know you're just saying names you're saying names martinelli i Take out Martinelli. Martinelli. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, enough. Martinelli yeah. maybe, but even Martinelli, he, I think it's like a player for a player. It's the same thing at the moment. Two players that aren't scoring goals, and they're not scoring enough. I think Jesus helps the team more, even when he's not scoring, as opposed to Martinelli. 
I would agree with that. Jesus is a really good link-up player. He does a lot off the ball. Martinelli, he comes back. He helps out a passenger. Yeah, I actually, I agree with you on that one, Tico. Okay, Hammers, just anything there? Like West Ham, I think we kind of talked about it. Just suck. Next week's another week. You just move on. I'm, you know, Kufal has been pretty good, a pretty good asset for a while now, but he's had a few negative games now in the, in the last few weeks. Yep. And West Ham's what? They haven't won in seven? Yeah. They've done seven without winning or something like that? Not not good. Yeah, so I'm getting a little nervous. I, I'd probably, Kufal's probably landed on my benches. For the well, foreseeable future, they play Forest next week. Uh, next week, so that if they lose or they don't score uh, against Forest, then you know they have real issues. They could lose to Forest, man. Forest are a decent team, especially attacking wise. Do you know that thirty some percent of Forest games they've lost three two? Thirty some percentage of Forest shit. Games. That's crazy. That. They have like an insane amount of three two losses. That's nuts. Wild. Okay, let's talk. Uh, let's talk United and Villa real quick. Hoyland with another goal. How many is that, Natika? How many is that? Uh, five in a row. Five in a row. So is that, many, is that, five, five, is that five, six total then? Yeah, I was going to say that's six. So no, he's no, half he, he, He's only scored total. He hasn't had a break in between. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. He's, oh, really? He scored so five. I've so really five. So he's going to get seven more for me not, not to talk shit about you for the rest Wait. of the season. Oh, what did okay, we say? No. What was the line? We said 11. Was it 12 or 11 and a half? It was 12 was a, a push. Well, it's 11 and a half, essentially. 12 is yeah. 12 uh, a push. So if they go to 12, then we it was a push. Huh. Don't quite remember. We have to, we'll have to check the tape on that one. Don't quite remember. He still, we're still waiting for his first uh, brace or a hat trick, though. It's just True. been uh, one and done. I mean, he's he's a joy to watch, that guy. Yeah, he looks like he really cares about it. He's like the way he celebrates. He's just like an exciting young dude. He's really happy to be there. He's very passionate. That's the vibe you get. Sorry, I was asking Enzo if he enjoys watching him play or watching him succeed, or because of me and all the shit talking we've been doing, you kind of are rooting against him. I think it's exactly that, actually. Um, like, I don't want him to succeed. Well, partly because he's my United player, and two, because I think he's bootleg still. But, but you were he's proving me. He's proving me. He's proved. Yeah, I know. Because you're trying to trade for him this week. <laughs> so you're I'm... saying one thing, but then your actions are, are another thing. You know, what well, should I know. believe here? What should I believe well, here? I just sort of want to get him just to spite Tico and piss him off. Because I know every time I try to go for him, it pisses him off. But I feel like if we, if the second you trade for him, he's going to go cold and stop scoring goals. Yeah, Tico, why don't you trade him to me? He's going to go cold <laughs> once he's. Made... He's also he also had two assists in that span, so it's not just he's like. Goal yeah. or nothing. Very true. <laughs> Scott McTominay with another goal. He, I, I'm grateful I don't have him on a team. I think he would be a headache to have him on a team because he doesn't start, very rarely starts, but he comes on and scores. And in fan checks, it's like, what are you going to do? You're not going to start him hoping he's going to come on and score a game winning goal. Mate, fucking you know Derek I mean? had him starting and KDB. KDB, I understand, but he had him starting too and he, did, and he didn't start. And they both they both came off the bench. <laughs> yeah, that just sucks. You just got worked. Fucking Derek Maguire. Uh, Maguire with another assist. He's another. He's an, actually name on another name on waivers. I think he's uh he's worth looking at. Martinez is out for a while, mate. Yeah, that's sad. Really sad to see another knee injury for him. He just come yeah. back too. Did you guys Did you guys see Douglas Luis's uh celebration for a banana? Yeah, the little yeah. shoulder. I I literally saw that. And I was like, I can just imagine Tico watching this game immediately doing that shoulder shimmy. The second yeah. I saw that, it's like what I thought too. <laughs> I was yeah. like, but I want to know why he did it. Why did he do the? I saw. I saw. It. I know why. Why it's carnival in Brazil right now. Oh, 
So he was kind of just doing a nod to Carnival in Brazil. But in front of a nano? It doesn't make no sense. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that was about. Well, I think it, it's just the spot he scored the goal. Yeah. Look, Villa really, really well this game. I'm, I'm not worried about Villa. I'm glad they lost the off. I wouldn't, wouldn't mind a draw. Keeps Tottenham in the top four. But they look really good this game. Watkins didn't finish a couple of chances. Douglas Luis had another chance that he missed right on our goal. But it was Villa was really good. But United are just grinding out wins right now. Who do you think finishes higher? Villa United in the season. It's still six points. Right? Isn't it still six points between them two? Or is it three points now? Five points. No, five points. Five points. That's a lot of points, man, Puff, honest, but it just takes one bad run. But you see do you see Villa dropping that many points? And Man United gaining that many? Yeah. I think it's tough. I would probably you probably have to back Villa, huh? But I mean, just they, they haven't looked good. Like they lost to Chelsea. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> They lost to Chelsea. I would say United. I think United finishes higher. Yeah. You think they're gonna do what they do every year and sneak into the top four? I fucking lose my mind. Yeah. Well, have you, that, I mean, have you seen what how they've been playing since bef- since after Christmas? Their top three player, their their three attacking players have like twelve goals in six games. That's true. Where before Christmas, they had like they had, they had like six goals in twenty games. You know, like Rashford still didn't look freaking like anything this game though. It was all Garnacho looked good. Yeah, Dude, was, been looking really good. Yeah, he's, he was he was like literally just gliding across the field. Yeah, once his decision making gets better, he's going to be a problem. Yeah, if it gets uh, better, yeah, you just hope it. You hope it gets better. You know, uh, anyone we're worried about on the Villa side? I um, no. What about Bailey? Does he? Did he he kind of had his moments. So did Diaby when he came on. I think that's just their that's just their two punch combo. I feel they're going to do every game. An alternation that. That alternation is a little bit of a headache because you just don't you know one of them's going to come on for the other one, which I don't you don't love as a fantasy fantasy manager, you know. You don't, but they both have great opportunities to be creative and to score a goal, get an assist because that that is their one route is on that right hand side. If you notice that when they play, they're mostly on that right hand side and they cut across, and that's where all their creativity comes from. I think they gave him a new contract too until twenty twenty seven. They did Bailey, yeah. The other name I just want to shout is I know he didn't have like a great point game, but I love John McGinn. He just works so hard in there. He does so much. He's just such a he's such like a a, a football player's player, you know. Yeah. Is, he has a big old butt. He just sticks it on everyone's face. It's just great. You know what I mean? He just like uses his body so well. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He's a good player. All right, moving on. Last game of the week, which happened today for us, is Palace one, Chelsea three. Lerma with a screamer in the first half that sent. Every single Chelsea fan just spiraling into a dark, deep, depressed place. But then uh, Chelsea came out, came back in the second half and all of a sudden just like answered right away and just looked significantly better for most. And then there were parts of the second half where it was kind of back and forth, but Chelsea just absolutely just like they they tweaked it formationally a little bit, and then all of a sudden they were just a much better team in the second half. I felt like, and then Gallagher got Gallagher got two, and then yeah. And then Enzo got one at the very end just to kind of seal the deal. But this was, that was a nice finish, man. The Enzo one? Oh, it was a nice finish. Yeah. Nice finish. Cheeky bastard. And, is he, where he, I mean, to me, that was all about Palmer just driving the ball up the field, waiting for the, till the right moment to pass that ball to Enzo. Yeah, you know? I get it. But he still cut back, stuttered, and Too then wait. Stuttered Too again. Stuttered. Yeah, and then put and it in then the top left. Put it in the top level. He was looking to his right. Mm-hmm. If you look, if you look at his eyes, so the keeper was just like, "There's nothing the keeper could have done." It was, it was I'll pretty say, good. Yeah, I do like those South American goals. They do good goals. The man of the yes, yeah. yeah. Did you see Vinicius's goal? You see Bellingham's two goals. 
pretty impressive. Very well. I was kind of, you know, I, a part of me wished that Girona won that game just to keep La Liga more interesting because I think I think Madrid's going to run away with it. Now. Oh, they're going to run away with it now. So far, but I think it's not it. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I mean that Chelsea Palace through three one. I will say that Chelsea did not look great in the first half, and Palace looked exactly as we expected them to. You know, like that. They're missing so many players, mate. Yeah, and I, you know, we talked about as Annalise said. Um, and you have a question here. You said, "Are they? What could you get for Eze and Elise? And are they tradable?" Man, it's tough. I think Elise. It's just a, the the injury thing. is just so scary right now. Yeah, is why he's out for at least two months. Yeah, you can't get max value out of Elise, but Eze, who who's coming coming back in a couple of weeks, can you get max value out of him? Which I'm not sure because I got a shitty trade. What we spoke about the last week. But can you get? Can could could you if you had Eze or Elise? Could you get some max value out of it where you could improve your team? Uh, absolutely not. Anytime you trade for uh, you trade away an injured player, you're not getting max value. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have to nurse him back to health, and then hopefully he doesn't, you know, pick it up again. Like I'm looking at my team. For my team, I would probably offer, I don't know, like someone like Douglas Luiz. No, get out of here. Really? Uh, Estupian. For Elise? Yeah. No, no, no not for Elise. For Eze. Eze, I don't think anyone would take that though. No one would take I that. I think it's one of those spots where you'd have to be. In order to to get rid of Eze, you'd have to be willing to take less than you think that he's worth. But uh, but you know what I mean? Like that's where I think if you're trading an injured player, you're trading him knowing that like the only way that someone's gonna get an injured player is that you're you're trading him for below below what they're worth. But you just and the only reason you do that is because if you were desperate, and which is very very possible, you know. Yeah. Keith, did you just say a uh, Man City defender has been great for you? I feel yeah, like but, the only, I. Feel like that's not an accurate statement whatsoever. Well, in my mind, he's been great for me. That's Do you want to pull up this game log? Yeah, not really. Game log. Should we pull up his game log? I don't think we should. We should pull up his game log. All right. So he's I, got it up already. I just, I just have it up. <laughs> so I'm just gonna go. So um, last week when they against Brentford, he had 14.75 points. That's that's good. That's, that's good. really good. That's, that's a good really start. Good. Congratulations. Hey, let's go. And then 3.5. Not so good. 1.5. Not so good. Nine. Good. Good. Six. Not good. Eight. Solid. That's good. Negative point two five. Oh yeah, Ooh. that's not gonna cut it. Nine point two five. Okay, let's stop there. That's you good. You know what? I was that's gonna good. say it's good. not it's actually not that bad given that we know that the defenders no. at the moment with the amount of goals that are getting scored. And, and let's start off on a negative. I swear, I swear they're turning they're turning they're turning it around, you know. Here it forward. Not, I, I, I don't know. I kind of got upset you picked up stones. I was I wanted to pick him up. Yeah, I'm, pick I'm up. not letting go of him. Good pick up. Until he gets Hang injured again. Yeah, until he gets injured again. Oy. So, yeah, let's move ahead. Let's go on to waiver wires. I have a few names here. First one on the list is Simon Adingra from Brighton. He's owned in 50% of leagues. Coming off a man of the match AFCON finals performance where, with, where he had two assists. He'll be back with Brighton versus Sheffield. He was like a surprise hit at the beginning of the season, but then he had an injury, and then he went to AFCON, so people have kind of forgotten about him, and a lot of people dropped him for that. So if he's available in your leagues, you should pick him up immediately. He's he's a stud, and he's a really exciting guy. Unfortunately, he is not available in our leagues because people are smart in our leagues. Yeah, But, you know, a lot of leagues he will be available. Another name on here is Harry Maguire, Manchester United. <laughs> Owned in 46% of leagues. He's back from that injury that was kind of keeping him out. And he's back in the starting lineup in 
as Enzo mentioned earlier, Martinez is going to be out for a while. So I think McGuire is pretty much has that spot pretty locked in. And yeah, I mean, you can't always count on goal contributions from him, but you know that he's going to get a few. I mean, he's consistently always like gotten a few. He's going to assist, isn't he? He's going to assist. assist. He's had a few. It's not his like first assist. You know, he's he's getting in there. And I think he's got a big head. Exactly. And with Luton and Fulham as the next two games, I think he's worth uh, rolling the dice on. Uh, Luton, yeah, yeah, but Fulham's Fulham's a game that Man United always seems to struggle with. Um, They're one of their bogey teams. So we'll see. I I mean, I think either one could go badly, but I think that's just Manchester United in general. But I think if you're really looking at matchups, I think those are two of the better matchups in a league where it's been pretty crazy this season. You know? Yeah, I agree. You know, I think the only one that you'd maybe want more is like West Ham and Palace right now. Sheffield, West and Palace are the only three that are maybe above them in form or like, you know, are in worse form than Luton and Fulham. Yeah. So, so yeah. And the other name on here, that's the main one is uh, Ryan at Nori from Wolves. He's only owned in 21% of leagues. He's caught my eye a few times this season. I just think he's a really like good player and he's really aggressive and he looks really good. And he did he did again in that loss to Brentford. I think he's a really talented attacking player. And I kind of looked at his stats. So his last six games are 12.5, 6.5, 9, negative 3, 8, 11, which is, I think, a really solid return from a guy who's like no one's talking about at all. Mm. That's actually good. Yeah, and his next two games are Tottenham, who scores a lot but also gives up a lot of chances. And I'm going to keep my mash up. And as someone who's... Um, an attacking fullback. I think a Tottenham is vulnerable to attacking fullbacks. So I think he's a very viable there. And then Sheffield after that. So I think he's someone if you were looking to pick up, if you, you know, I think there's something there. What do you guys think about that? I think he's quietly got there. I have not even noticed him. Um, it's yeah. really good points right there. Would you guys uh, consider, Tico, any thoughts there? Not really. I know that it is a pretty impressive. Uh, last six games for a player I've never heard of before. So, <laughs> okay, then I had two honorable mentions. One of them I'm just going to delete because it was more based on, and then it was based on how he played midweek in the that was Nani Madueke midweek looked pretty good, but then he started this today and was horrible and got yanked at halftime. So let's just forget about him. <laughs> the other name on here is Sergio Regulon, who Tigo was in the studs department. Brentford, 132% of leagues. He's looked sharp. We've been t- we've talked about him for like two or three weeks now. I think we, we both, we're all kind of like, we're all on board there. The only reason he isn't a, like a full-fledged waiver wire pickup is his next two games are against Liverpool and City. So might be one to just keep an eye on and see how that goes and maybe swoop after those matches if he's still, if he's available. He might get, he's the type of guy that might get picked up this week by somebody who doesn't really realize that and then might be dropped again in two weeks. Or someone that has space on their bench, but if we want to just... Yeah, that too. Yeah, if you can stash him. You can pick up a stash him, yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally, totally. Okay, let's look at the next week a little bit. Have you guys uh, looked at any of those games yet? So this is in Fanchax, and I think in most in OFPL Mm -hmm. too. Yep. There's some double games this week, so it gets a little wild. So it's... um, who are the double game weeks? It is Man City, Brentford, and Liverpool, Luton. Yeah, so they are going to be getting double points, which is a nightmare because it's Man City, Liverpool too. So like you look at some, you look at like our projections, and it was like the guy I'm playing against his projection score like 170 plus. 
So, um, <laughs> screw you, bro. The guy I'm playing against is like scheduled to get 192, and he's got two players that don't even have points put allotted yet. <laughs> Ugh. Screw you, bro. I'm playing the guy I'm playing against has 202 points projected. <laughs> and we're all, we're all just and he has Enzo Fernandez around. that is at zero because he, they, yeah. So they got to do better with these projected points, though. Like, it's not good. It's not good. They're going to get better. Do you guys feel better when you're projected higher? I think it's like no. a mental thing. When, really, I, I feel so much better when I'm projected higher. Look, I've learned from even... several fantasy platforms that putting in the highest scheduled team that you, that they say is going to win doesn't always win you the game. Oh, yeah, definitely not. I've, I honestly don't even look at the projection because I don't want it to affect my decision. I want to be, I want to be unaffected. Because I don't oh, no. think I think they're so inaccurate that I don't want it to I don't want it to sway me I don't want it to sway me into making a bad decision. That's how I play. So games this week I think the big ones to talk about are uh, the City Chelsea game. And the only reason that might be a good game is because Chelsea that was a pretty good game last time they played. But if you're just going on form, I think City's going to absolutely demolish Chelsea. Said the Etihad. Yeah. Oof. I think it's going to be pretty rough. Um, Tico mentioned this game earlier, the Nottingham Forest West Ham game. That game might be interesting just in the fact that West Ham's been so bad and Forrest has had, even though they've lost a bunch of games, or they lost, you know, they lost last week and they tied the week before, but they've like, they've kind of looked better. I think they've looked better under Nuno Espirito Santo. And so if Forrest get a win there, I think West Ham might actually sack Moyes. I think that then you're in this serious conversation about is it time to get rid of Moyes if Forrest win there. So yeah. that game is interesting to me just from a narrative standpoint. Tottenham Wolves for me. Even not just because it's Tottenham, because we need fucking redemption after my my jinx in that team after last time we played them. Wolves. Oh yeah, dude. What did you say exactly? Do you remember exactly? No, I'm not worried that? about Wolves. I'm not worried about Wolves. We'll handle yeah. Wolves, and then we got so handled. Neto wasn't playing. Yeah. Yeah. No Neto. No problem. And then got handled by yeah, Sarabia I mean, and Cunha. Wolves now. Uh, Wong should be back too. Yeah. So now we're talking with with Wong, Cunha, Neto, Fred three, which is pretty Ooh. lethal. But then yeah. we've got Sun back. We'll have Richarlison. We'll have Kulusevski with Matters right there. And Basuma should be should be probably like fully up to speed. Mm-hmm. And Papo's yeah. Papi saw. So we both teams are at full strength. So there's no excuses. You got uh, you got to feel bad for uh, Brentford. Within a week, they're going to play City and Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny, but that, that's like a double game week that I'm avoiding. I'm avoiding Bradford players for the double game week, right? I mean, obviously, Ivan Tony, and like, but that's the thing, like, Sergio Regulon. I was going like, to say, did that make Sergio Regulon probably pickable this week? Because you'll get rid yeah, of those two guys. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But like, also, you're not gonna, are you pick him up, you don't start him this week? No. No, nah, you don't yeah. start him this week. Yeah, it's also for Luton Town plays against Liverpool and Man United. That's, that's the, Luton Town. Yeah. That's pretty rough, too. I think they could steal a draw at Man United. Man United. Not Liverpool. I it's also, uh, this week we also have Champions League, so that's something else to keep an eye out for. Um, who do we have from the EPL? Liverpool, City. Who else is in it? <laughs> that's that's it. I don't, I don't pay attention to the Champions League. Arsenal. Arsenal still in it? Yeah, okay. So I mean, Liverpool is in still in it. You're not helping no. our freaking <laughs> argument. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um... Yeah, so Wait, are what, are we gonna, what are we going to bet on this week, guys? Uh, you know, it's actually, <laughs> it, this is the dumbest thing, especially from us saying it, but it looks like an easy week to make a bet. <laughs> okay, I, so here's my, I think this week we just, we're going to make a three-team parlay, and two of them are going to be 
games are extremely confident on, and one of them is going to be a game we're like fairly confident in. But okay. if we could make like a five game parlay with games we're extremely confident in, that's how they I, make no, it. I think, uh, no, no, I think no. that's good. Liverpool, uh, Brentford, Arsenal, Burnley, Villa, okay. Fulham, uh, Luton Town United. Be, I don't want to be Villa Fulham. Okay. Uh, City, Brentford, United, okay. Luton Town. So it, so Liverpool City against Brentford, both those games. Correct. United against Luton Town. And Arsenal versus Burnley. Okay. Should I read the numbers? And Tottenham versus Wolves. No, you can do that one on your own time. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what happened to Tottenham? Could have scored a goal? When? Yeah, we needed you, guys, you were the guys that were so confident they were going to score yeah, four goals. We, Both you guys went, oh, yeah. Look, we, were, we were half I was the a goal one that away. Was like, I, we that, it was, you were half a goal. Away. But I was the one that was like, oh, I don't know. And you guys were like, no, it's going to happen. I was gonna say, Tico, you were right there with me, and we were both right. Both you guys. Yeah, were, but it's not my team. Oh yeah, this is these odds are so weak, guys. So what, was there a fourth game? City, Liverpool, Arsenal. What was uh, the other one we said? United, Manchester United. Uh, United, uh, Luton. Yeah. yeah. This is like plus three seventy two. Ten to win thirty seven. I'm fucking going to say it. Let's just fucking go for it. Okay. We got to win, right? We got to get a win on the board. We're yeah. like oh, we're like oh and 8 at this point. Yeah. We we weren't doing too bad on the on the draft kicks. Just a couple we of goal scorers. Yeah, that was just a little unlucky. Just out of curiosity, how much is it if we add Villa? Against Fulham? Yeah. That's going to change things a lot. <laughs> That's we're suddenly plus 962. Mm. Let's let's do it. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. One more thing. I'm not saying we're going to make this bet. Just what happens when we add Tottenham to beat Wolves? We have four bets now, and it's plus 962. We add Tottenham to that, and it goes shoots up to plus 1569. Do we do it? I hate you guys. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is going to be so cool if we win, bro. Okay, City, <laughs> Tottenham, United, Liverpool, Arsenal, Villa. Okay, place bet. We're rich. How much will we win? Risking 30 to win 470. That's not nice. bad. Like That's it. not bad. We should have win one of these and we've got all our money back and then some guys. I know. And then we're like, all right, we'll never do this again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, any last things we want to talk about before we uh, wrap this thing up? Oh, the blue card. Oh, my blue God. Card. Oh. oh, my God. They're ruining football. I swear, Dan, if they do a Simbin, I played rugby. I didn't play um, rugby league, but they, they, they got the Simbin in there. Don't go wrong. That's, that's, it's a little bit different, I feel, because that, that's, that rule's been in there. But if you're going to put that, what's, what team's going to do when they go down a man? Tell me. They're going to they're gonna get everyone behind the ball and just defend for 10 minutes. Oh, my they're gonna God. They're going to make the game shit. boring as hell. I, yeah. I, I think that's... I think, that's the reason why I'm against it. So in my mind, like, I want to be open to new things. Like, oh, we should just automatically dismiss it. But when you logically think about it, it's going to make gameplay worse. Look, the game is already dragged on with VAR. They're not quick enough with the decisions. It's already being dragged. You're going to add this, which is going to slow down the game even more, where you're turning an hour and a half to two hours of watching. You're going to turn into two and a half hours. Let me start out by saying I'm against it. But kind of to play the devil's advocate on it, when you say, yes, the game's going to take instead of hour and a half, two hours, let's say two hours, 20 minutes. 
every major sporting event takes about three hours. Wait, why is it going to take more time? Just because they have the Sinbin. So they're probably going to review it. You know the people are going to be walking back slowly, coming back it's on. Not, it's not going to be significant, but it's going to add something. So every sports has been making changes, NFL, hockey, basketball, and everything is towards to gear up the scoring. Raise the scoring, more points, more excitement, that's it. So in my mind, I think the score make, the rule makers have this idea of if people get taken out by with a blue card, It'd be, you know, the attacking team will have an advantage, goals. more opportunities yeah. for goals. Yeah, but one of the things I heard while they'll use the blue card is that they'll stop the arguing with the ref. I feel like we're trying to protect the ref here, which honestly, if you take that away, that's part of the passion of the, of the game. Unless they're being abusive, they still get a yellow card. I think that's more than enough to tell them to shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? No. Oh, here's but, a here's a blue card. You're going to sit off for ten minutes. But Enzo, so here's the thing. So let's say if a player has a yellow card and it's a close game, it's a big game. If the pr player's going off on the referee, he's not going to give him a second yellow. Then the blue card gives him another option. Again, I think it's a dumb idea because we played in leagues together. It's a Sunday league rule. That's essentially what it is. Um, I don't like the idea, but I wouldn't mind seeing like for them to test it out like a Division Three soccer league or like a some lower league thing just see how it goes mm. so uh, apparently they've been testing it out on the youth level and they yeah. think it's been successful but i don't know i i think they're gonna try an fa cup did i see did i hear that yeah they're gonna try one of the, the league cup yeah i read that it got scrapped already oh they already got scrapped yeah i, like th right I don't think this is gonna stick i really don't it's, I think it's not because then how many blue cards equals a yellow card can you combine yellow and blue like yeah, yeah what if you got like multiple blue cards in a game can you imagine like you just imagine stopped. having three players off for like. Did you guys said, point. see yeah. what uh, Ozil said? What did he say? He said so. Atletico's going to play with six players. <laughs> did hey? Did you guys see what Paul Skull said about inverted uh, defenders like wing What he said? I would love to hear what he said. He said that it's, it's disrespectful to the midfielders for wing backs to come into the midfield. If he was still playing, he'd tell them to go fuck off. <laughs> I love that. I also feel like that's such like a characteristic of like an old player just not understanding like modern tactics too. Like, you know I, mean? I get what he's saying though, because it is sort of like a you know, you, you know, you you're in my area, you're in my space. Yeah. Like, wh how? Why do you think you are here? Like, you should not. You don't know what you're doing. That's yeah. kind of the vibe, right? Yeah. And then to go a little uh, to the NBA, a different sport, um, which I think I found that interesting. So for the All Star Game, uh. The referees from starting from those start of the game moving on. The referees will have like a sponsor uh, patch with one of the Saudi airlines. I think the Fly Emirates. Oh, and the, the in season tournament and the in season tournament is going to be called the Emirates in season tournament, which NBA is taking Saudi money. And you know, this is how it starts. Oh First, you take for advertisement. Now yeah. they're probably going to buy teams eventually. Yeah. Did you Did you hear about um, Man United's new kit idea? Oh, what's this? They want to put. Cameras. Oh, cameras. I saw that. I Did saw you that. see some of the memes about that? It's like, it's like, oh, with, with like, Anthony going around in circles. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony going around in circles. There's band to beat cameras with someone in the stands. <laughs> so brutal. Oh, so man. brutal. I love the internet. Hey, Tico, I'm only a game behind you in, um, in uh, phase. phase. Yeah, three. I got, I got a uh, two game win streak. I'm on a two game win streak. Well, you're on a two I'm game a... loss streak. I'm on a two game win streak. Oh, yeah, and streak. I saw. I saw that. I was like, keeps right behind me. And he was talking about his team's not as good as he thinks he is. Yeah. I don't know. I still don't think it's as good. But if I if I win next week, you best believe I'll still be talking shit. 
on the way, I saw took offense by you calling me Taco Bye Week in one of our posts. How am I Taco Bye Week? You're talking with me? <laughs> You're the one doing the posts. Oh, I mean, well, huh? to me at least you are. How? I've been beating you. What do you mean how? <laughs> okay. Out. And oh, that's so really hurt right now. That really, that was really offensive. It just seemed like a fucking personal attack, really. Yeah, really. Well, yeah. That, I mean, it was very personal. <laughs> it wasn't like you know what I mean. I don't should, see uh, right let's, anything let's bad about. Pod. Let's end the pod. We can call our therapist and we can talk this out as in group therapy. What do you guys I'm think? Already, I've already should talked to that? that. I've already talked. <laughs> this is my therapy. <laughs> uh, don't mess with the people that control your food. Don't mess with the people <laughs> that control your money. <laughs> with the people that control social media. All right, let's end it there, guys. Uh, this is episode 27 of Draft Off Sides. Follow us on all the socials and like and subscribe on our stuff on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. My name is Keith. I'm with Tico Lenzo, and we'll see you next week.